1: Hey, what's up, students? Happy Friday to you. Man, hope that you're doing well and so excited to to walk through this chapter of the Bible with you today. You you know, we believe that all scripture is God-breathed. Go, go read 2 Timothy chapter 3 that says that all scripture is breathed out by God and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training up in righteousness. And so what that means is from the first page of the Bible to the last page, it is all the word of God. And that is absolutely true. So all of it matters and has something to say to our hearts and lives. But, but uh, on the other hand of that, there are certain passages that are just so incredibly important um, to help us understand really the entirety of what God's word is doing and what God is accomplishing. And second Samuel chapter seven is one of these pa- passages. It just is. It's one of those chapters that is so huge for how we read the Bible, because it's here that we see God make a covenant with David. And if you know anything about covenants in God's word, they're they're a major thing, right? You have a covenant with Adam and Eve. You have a covenant with Noah, where God says he's not going to destroy the earth again in a flood. You have a covenant with Abraham, where God says that he's going to take Abraham and make him into a great nation. You, you have the covenant with the people of Israel, where God gives them the 10 commandments and says that he's going to bless them if they would follow the word. And if there's going to be curses, if they don't, there's a covenant relationship there. And, and what a covenant is, is, you know, for us probably the best way to think about it is, is a marriage, right? Where you have two parties coming together, um, making a covenant, making a promise with one another. And that covenant is binding them together. Right. And, and what's amazing is that we see in the covenants is, you know, the people of God, they are so often, you know, falling short. They are so often not living up to their end of the covenant, yet God is remaining incredibly faithful. And and these covenants shape how we read the Bible in a major way. I mean, th- think about God's covenant with Abraham. Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, that sets the framework for how we read the whole Bible, that, that God is going to make Abraham a great nation, i.e. Israel, right? Out of Israel, God is gonna bring forth a blessing for all the world, i.e. Jesus, right? Like it's it, these covenants shape how we read all of God's word. And here, what we have is what we call the Davidic covenant, the, the covenant that God makes with David, where basically what God is saying to David is he is going to establish his throne forever and ever and ever. And I'm really tempted to just read the whole chapter, but I would encourage you to go read this on your own. And again, just, just read through it slowly and look at what God promised to David. Look look at what God is saying he's going to do to David. And then in verses 18 through the rest of the chapter, you get to see David's response to what God has promised him. It's this amazing chapter where where God is saying to David that he is going to establish his throne forever. Now, Now you say, Justin, why is this important? Why is this important? Because the reality of it is, is David is going to one day die, right? And so why is it important for God saying that his throne is going to be established forever? Well, think about how important this is when you think about the fact that Jesus is going to be born from a city of Bethlehem, the city of David, right? That's where Jesus is going to be born from. That the Jesus is going to be referred to as this next messianic king, as this new king. I think about in Mark chapter 10, I can't wait to get there on a Wednesday night as we get to Mark chapter 10, where Jesus is walking away from Jerusalem or walking away from Jericho. He's heading to Jerusalem. And this blind man shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Why would Jesus be called the son of David? Because Jesus is in the line of David, right? Jesus and and David, Jesus is in David's line of descendants, which is unbelievable. when we think about what David is about to do, but it's crazy. Like a great, great, great ancestor of Jesus is is David, right? Jesus is in the line of David and Jesus is going to establish his kingdom. Jesus is going to reign on the throne that's going to endure forever and ever and ever. So God, when he makes this covenant with David here and says, David, your throne is going to last forever. then it's a promise of Jesus. It's a promise of what God God is going to do through the Savior of the world, through Jesus Christ, and so we read this with great hope and we read this with great joy because basically we can look at all the kingdoms of this earth, and, and you know the uh, really the old adage is the, the the history of every nation ever is that nations rise and nations fall, right? Like Babylon rose but then Babylon fell. Rome rose but then Rome fell. Greece rose but then Greece fell. Germany rose but then Germany fell. All these different places, right? Well, and even when the reality of the, of it is, is the United States of America, right? Like, like we're reigning right now, we're ruling and that's awesome, right? But, but this country is not going to last forever. But the reality of second Samuel seven is that God is going to establish the throne of David to reign forever and ever and ever. And what we see in the rest of God's word is that Jesus is the one who is reigning on that throne. And so it's kind of a loaded topic today. This is a, a, a very, um, I feel definitely not justice doing this in only five minutes because the this is such a major idea of scripture. But but this passage is huge for how we read what God is going to do throughout the rest of his word because he's going to establish his son, the son of David, Jesus, on a throne that's going to reign forever. And so if you have any questions about this, like, like any other episode we do, if you ever have any questions about this, please don't hesitate to shout. Please don't hesitate to let us know. And uh, man, we would love to talk through the Bible more with you. So we love you. We'll see you tomorrow. And then get ready for live groups on Sunday. We can't wait to see you there.
0: Thanks so much for listening.